everybody. Welcome back to Podcast of the Galactic Heroes. Space anime, 100% this time. Great. Yeah. You'll love to see it. We, we're clearly... We're stuck in space. This is 100% space time. I'm I'm here for it. Trapped in uh, space. We're doing... Yeah, we're doing episodes uh, four through six today, and um, we have some pretty good ones, and uh, one that is... Um, <laughs> it's the worst you know, one. No, at least it's... It, oh, it's the, it's the worst it's one in the series, It's the worst one, yes. Okay. A I was bit of a say, stinker. At least it's like, it's like stupid bad as opposed to like offensive bad, at least. <laughs> so I, it's the problem like, I have with episode six is like they bring up some interesting topics they can talk about, particularly like work visa stuff, but like they never go anywhere with it. They wanted it's sort of excuse. a backdrop for funny ninja people. Yeah, they wanted to draw ninjas in zero G or I guess point <sighs> six G or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. But uh, yeah, want to start with uh, episode four, Kudo? Episode four is good in my opinion. Um, we see Dolph and Claire at the beginning of this episode. Uh, they're talking budget, and we learn a very important fact here: is that in the far future, corporations aren't just benevolent and pick up space trash for fun. They uh, only really do it because Into gives them payouts, and apparently, the ones they've been picking up lately have sucked. Uh, so yeah, corn no grants have turned into uh, space junk grants, basically. Yeah, so like they're thinking, like, listen, we got to talk to Intel. We got to get some better payouts for half section. Uh, we see Tanabe training with a headset, and Hachi's berating her, calling her rookie again. Uh, it's been a month, and she's gotten getting pissed off that uh, she's still being called rookie by him. In Which, is, oh. good luck I mean, getting that to not stick. It's only been a month. You're going to be the rookie until they get a new person, which might be years at this point. So just uh, strap yeah. in for that. That's true. Yeah, so in Waltz, this uh, blonde-haired, blue-eyed asshole named Colin. Um, Colin Clifford. Yeah, he, it's immediately obvious <laughs> that this guy is like a pampered, stuck-up brat. And, of course, Haji gets very pissed at him almost immediately. Mm -hmm. uh, Robbie kind of, like, looks at him for a second and then realizes, oh, shit, and uh, looks through his little book of stuff. Apparently, this kid is the son of Into's, like, chief chairman. So like He has a, a fucking reaction. Facebook of whom's to know if you want to climb the corporate ladder, which... It turns out wow. when you're Amazon plus Google and you deal with that many companies to make that appropriate, yeah, it's, like, thousands of faces that you actually should need to know because there's that many contracts. It's real dumb. Yep. Yeah, so um, Colin starts calling half-section shitty and everything. Of course, Hachi is upset about this. Uh, Claire walks in, too. Um, apparently, the two of them are going to shadow on today's mission. Like, I guess Colin wanted to go on a spaceship and go watch space junk being collected. Who knows? Yeah, just take a trip with the garbage men, for sure. So we see a brief scene of Colin uh, kind of being a brat. He stole uh, Philip's chair, and he's just sitting there, and he's talking about, how, like, oh, I'm going to space to be a lawyer, but I don't need a degree because it doesn't matter. I just need to be a college graduate. My father will get me any job, you know. And Robbie's did, trying to round Did you realize you're supposed to hate this guy yet? <laughs> yeah, they make it pretty uh, pretty easy he, to hate this dude. So, like, Robbie tries to get Tanabe to grab a drink for him. And he basically is like, nah, let the girl stay here. How about one of you old men goes and gets it? And then there's a whole different scene of the rest of the crew talking to Claire about this. While in the background, he is just prattling on to Tanabe about... So much bullshit. It is incredible how awful this man is. Yeah. So in the back of the room, Claire is telling Hachi and Fee uh, that they're doing this because it's doing Into a favor and this is to get better debris assignment. And Fee's like, oh, maybe we can get that smoking room now because she hates her little, I don't know, hazard pod. <laughs> <laughs> There's such a good shot of it. And they both look over it and they're just like, uh. Yeah. yeah. 
so we cut to them down at the loading bay for the toy box. Um, the, one of the like handler dudes that I guess that does the clearance says like, oh, you're only cleared for five, but there's six people here. And then like his boss comes in and tells him, no, 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 don't worry about it. Strings are being pulled. And like you see in real time, like the fact that because this kid is a VIP, he's getting a whole bunch of, um, I don't know. Preferential treatment. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And it does mention like, hey, there's, you're clear to go for five people in Tanabe's weight, but, but we've got six. What's that about? And yeah, it kind of like, just drops. Don't worry about it. And Hachi at first is like, oh, baby, you don't get to come with us. Uh, too bad, nerds. And then, like, yeah, someone walks up and is like, uh, he extremely gets to come with you. Uh, please be nice <laughs> to him. <laughs> he pays all of our checks. <laughs> yeah, and on that note, Philip and Robbie uh, grab Tanabe over to the side and is like, listen, you got to make sure that Hachi doesn't go insane on this dude because, like, it's obvious that he's going to. He's going to do an assault, and he'll be justified, but... <laughs> uh, lose his quick- job. We get a quick cut of Dolph talking to the Into Chief. He's like, yeah, your son's on the thing. He's doing great uh, about those better debris assignments. So, yes, the uh, palms are being greased elsewhere while this happens. Um, so we cut to the toy box that's out in space. Colin is fucking around with, like, the robot arms on it. And Hachi's getting pissed that, you know, he's doing this. And Tanabe's trying to calm him. Uh, Colin's talking about, like, oh, yeah, my dad's ship. We have all these cool things. And Claire jokes about Hachi's book. They're like, oh, you know, he has a ship. People do actually have spaceships but for themselves. By the way, Claire has basically been told by her bosses, like, hey, look, you have to be, you know, you have to talk him up. Make sure he has a high reputation for us kind of thing as well. So she's yeah. just bullshitting with him here. Uh, we get a quick cut back to the office. Robbie's looking at gifts in case Hachi does fuck up. Um, they go out. <laughs> I think they look no. at like, pastries or something. Something stupid. We get some side-eye by Edelgar, too. Um, so there's an EVA happening. Tanabe's asking Hachi about Claire. He's like, well, you know, what's the deal with her? She seemed to know about your you know, spaceship book. And like, I guess they joined at the same time, and they were friends for like the first year or whatever until they split off into their own little groups. Um, back in the spaceship, Colin starts hitting on Tanabe, saying he wants her as an EVA instructor. He's like, I've been spacewalking once, but it was an old geezer, and he sucked. I want a cool young woman like you or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fee goes to head back to the space station, but Claire's like, listen, we're going to make a detour. And they're all kind of like looking at her weird, but she's like, you know, they all know it's VIP stuff. So whatever. Um, in the back of the ship, Hachi takes Claire over to the side and asks her, like, I thought you hated spoiled brats like this Colin dude. And she's like, I do, but like, I want to move up in the ranks and I have to do this in order to, you know, appease my boss and keep moving up in the world. And like, Dolph Fallen cares about results. Basically, everything sucks, but got to climb that ladder. Yeah. And they also kind of drop a thing. She's like, listen, Hachi, we're over. Like, stop treating it like that. And Hachi's like, well, I didn't want to end it. So it's implied that they were in a relationship before the events Mm -hmm. of the series. And that she dumped him. Because he's a garbage man. He is a... (laughs) (laughs) He is a pickup artist. Both a garbage man and a garbage (laughs) man. Anyway, um, they reach their destination, which is some satellite. Uh, when they come up, the Colin dude's like pointing at a monitor. He's like, oh, there it is. And they see this like, I don't know, commercial style camera. Like it has like hearts and stuff stuff on it. Like something. It looks like a Fisher Price camera, but apparently yeah. it's quite pricey. Yeah. So apparently Colin left it just like attached to the satellite. And he was like, oh, you know, I was here last time and I just left it here. And, you know, the old geezer that was with us didn't care about, you know, checking out that we brought everything back. And so Oops, Hachi, of course, loses my it. My bad. Yeah, he thought you too is like, wait, you weren't supposed to be able to carry that out with you without someone with you. He's like, well, you know, we just did anyway. And he's like, so you're blaming them despite the fact that you circumvented all of the rules and things that were in place to prevent this exact situation. Yeah. Like he's just such a little shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so Colin's like, listen, you're going to go get it for me because I want my camera back. And, you know, Hachi loses it. And Claire's like, listen, we have to keep the client happy. She is, of course, like not happy with it either, but she knows that she has to do it. Um, so Hachi asked, like, Colin, if you're like, are you embarrassed relying on your dad? And he says something to the effect of, like, everybody who's smart, strong, fast, et cetera, inherits it from their parents. The same with money and power. Which uh, is a rich kid thing to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Hachi starts, of course, yelling some more, but Fee uh, kind of breaks character here and screams at him and tells him, like, she's going out herself. And he's like, oh, you're just ass-kissing this dude. And she's like, I don't like it either, but it's space to bring. At the end of the day, we have to pick it up no matter how it got out there. She gives yeah, the mission like, statement again. Because, yeah. yeah, Hachi, like, kind of goes off on the kid at one point. And he's like, even something as small as, like, a bowl can just, like, destroy an entire spaceship, man. Like, you can't do that shit. And, you know, then she just kind of turns back around. She's like, you just said how, distir- like, dangerous that is. I don't care if this little shit left it there or not. We still have to clean it up. Yeah. I think she's also just extremely fed up of this little shit. Yes, she just wants the situation mm-hmm. to end, and she's pragmatic about it. Yeah, so uh, we cut to them. They're back at DS-12, the space station. Uh, Philip and Robbie are there brown-nosing with their pastries or whatever. Uh, Dolph shows up, and he's like, hey, good job, everyone. And Colin says, smarmily, he's like, I'll tell my father. You guys were a big help while holding his camera. Uh, then they get like a Skype call on this like terminal on the side of the uh, building, and it's like Colin's like shitty ass du- douchey groupie friends. Like I hate every single one of them. They're being yes, they are on camera for like a minute total, and it's <laughs> enough to make you hate every one of them. Yeah, these are like trust fund kids with like high connections that haven't worked a day in their life and just do the stupidest shit they can for Instagram. Anyway. Uh, they ask him about the camera, and he's like, yeah, I got the camera. It's like, we should go out to a graveyard over and set off fireworks. And he's like, won't that cost, make more debris? And it's like, well, these guys can clean it up for us. I'm ha, buddies ha, ha. with these folks now. Yeah. Uh, while they're saying all this bullshit, uh, it's obvious that everybody in the debris section hates this guy. Like, even if they were trying to keep quiet before, like, they're obviously showing their disdain for him. So Hachi goes up to Colin and goes to choke him, and Dolph tells him, like, hey, you can't do that. He's a VIP. Stop it. And Hachi's like, well, I'm going to turn him into the priest, police because I guess it's a felony to leave trash in space. I guess that makes sense. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, Colin's like, well, I was never on the toy box. The police won't believe you. There's no records of it. And it's like, and besides, even if I went to jail, I'll get out immediately because my dad's so cool. Um, Colin starts taunting him some more. Um, it's like, you could punch me, but it's going to cost you my job. Ha ha ha. And he calls Hachi pathetic and stuff. Uh, Hachi does go to punch him, but Tanabe just kind of doesn't instead. She like this is such a great shot because it's like Hachi is right up in his face and it's like over the shoulder from him. And just as he's reeling back to punch, like Tanabe flies into frame and fucking slams him. I I love this. It's fantastic, and it's like yes, yes. We were just shooting the whole (laughs) time. We were hooting and hollering because this guy absolutely deserved punch in the face. And he immediately breaks down like the whiny, pathetic rich kid he is. Like, oh yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, the girl punched me. <laughs> yeah, so Tom goes off on him saying like the pre collector is like makes space cool and safe and it's a thankless job. And then Colin's the real space trash. And then the group is like, oh, what are you going to do about it, dude? And yeah, he's like, on a Skype call with all of his friends and also, I guess, his handler. And he just saw, they all just saw someone punch him in the face <laughs> for being <laughs> such a wiener. <laughs> Yeah, so Colin asks Dolph, it's like, what are you going to do about this? you got to fire your employee. And, like, Claire goes to, like, start reprimanding him or her. And Fee and Yuri is like, I don't know what you're talking about. There was no non-employees here. The space records will show the only five of us went in the space. And so Colin realizes, like, he has no recourse for this and kind of, like, floats off embarrassed. 
So uh, we cut to Dolph and Claire dropping Colin off at his handler. Like, it's this butler dude. He shows up for, like, 30 seconds. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he was there on the call, yeah. Yeah, he asked, like, where those friends are. And he's like, the friends all left. Um, and he's like, if you keep acting up like this, I'm going to have to notify your dad. And this makes Colin very upset. Yeah, basically he tries to go off and is like, I'm going to use my dad. And he's like, I'm going to tell your dad you're being a turd. And then your dad's <laughs> going to yell at you. And he's like... Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> knows when he's beat. Yeah, so we see Claire trying to apologize for the actions of the people under her, and Dolph's like, I don't care, work harder in the future. And Dolph says that the chairman is smart, unlike his son, so the matter is probably closed. Uh, we cut back to the bay. Philip and um, Robbie are kind of moping. They feel that they're going to be fired. They have this whole like kind of like skit about, oh, who's going to get fired? It's the employees. But no, the boss has to take you know responsibility they talk about pay cuts and stuff, and then they run off to get food. The end of the thing is that Hachi calls Tanabe by her name, so she's happy, but I guess that's the main takeaway here. Mm. This episode just kind of highlights the fact that there's still stupid uh, nepotism in the future. Of and course. And will come up later in the series as well. And it's yeah. kind of a... The reason I bring up the nepotism part is because there is a particular episode later in the series that um, this refers to that uh, Hachi has to deal with nepotism in a way. And so like, it's good to see mm. how his... I don't know, thoughts are on it before that happens. It's doing a lot of nice setting up and just general stuff. Plus, it's fun to see that kid get punched in the face because he's a huge yes. shit. So you spent the whole episode hoping for very it. Very cathartic. <laughs> yeah. All right. So episode five um, is pretty wild and all over the place in tone <laughs> and everything. like three different so. subplots going on at the same yes. time. Yeah, it's a, it was a wild one. Um so uh, the team is going on vacation. And by the team, I mean uh, Tanabe, uh, Fee, and Hachi are all going. Uh, Yuri is just not coming along, apparently. And like when pressed about it, Fee's just like, "Hey, don't try and force your enthusiasms on others." There's like basically, don't he hates vacation? You know he hates vacation. <laughs> <laughs> when pressed about it, Fee's like, "Moon's haunted." Moon's haunted. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, basically, uh, Tanabe is just, like, hooting and hollering at this, uh, like, tourist desk, basically, being like, oh, we can see where Neil Armstrong stepped on the moon. And uh, Let me get a commemorative so medal. Hachi's, yeah, Hachi's just like, Jesus Christ, you're being such a tourist. This and is a Fee's Futurama like, well, episode two with Fry just getting hyped about yes. going to the moon. <laughs> yeah, and yes. everyone else just being like, it's the moon, it sucks. And, yeah, Fee just basically being like, it's, it's our first time here, let her be excited. You think the moon's like uh, Atlantic City? <laughs> basically. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yes, yeah, casinos, as many casinos as they can fit. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, as she's like hooting and hollering at the desk, some dude just like floats in from off camera, slams into her back, flips off, and you see him put his hand into his pocket, and he's just kind of like, "Oh, sorry, I'm not used to space." I guess ha, ha, yeah, a like, space people. Off. I've never been to space. Uh -huh. Yeah, he's tumbling I've never pretty obviously. By the way, like he's yeah, out of so control. He clearly, yeah, he he slammed into her and took her wallet. Clearly, but uh, they take a second, but. Eventually, she realizes, huh, my wallet's gone. Doesn't put together the pickpocket, but does at least realize, huh, I don't know how to have that. <laughs> at least um, she doesn't leave it on the countertop with her passport while looking for shoes. Yeah. Well, wow. not going to do that, though. <laughs> that was Come dumb. on, that was last season. Come on, new season, new RP. You know the rules. <laughs> Memory hole that. <sighs> so, um, after uh, this scene, we cut to... Uh, just a married couple and their daughter who is asleep and just kind of floating. 
uh, they are discussing some very heavy problems, mostly related to they had owned a factory uh, involved in some form of production. Uh, they stopped being able to get gas and like fuel to operate their machinery, but didn't have the money to get new machinery. So they had to get loan sharks, and then the loan sharks are now coming for them. So they have more or less decided they are going to take their lives in space. Um, and, then we'd, and then we just cut away. <laughs> and then it's just like, well, good scene, everybody. They do um, introduce the kid uh, whose name is Sia. It's this little like five year old girl, and she loves space. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's it, really. She always it's wanted fun. to die in space. I guess it's kind of romantic to kill yourself on a space cruise. That is true. I guess. For a know. certain definition. Yeah. I guess, if um, we, by the way, we should explain this like spaceship is not tiny like the toy boxes. It's quite large. It's more like a cruise ship in a way. It's a cruise ship. It's yeah. a cruise yeah, ship, but it's shaped like a razor phone. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking flip comes up flip later, phone by ship. the way, that it's shaped like a razor phone. <laughs> It's shaped exactly like a razor phone. Uh, so Hachi uh, is just walking through the hallways and hears a lady yell in distress. Uh, immediately runs in, uh, sees a dude like going at a lady, just being like, "Man, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you. Now that I've get you, I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna have to die." It's yeah. very so comical. Just, yeah, it's very over the top and ludicrous. And Hachi just like flings himself through the door and just common rider kicks this dude in the face. Knocks him, him the fuck out. The yeah, he knocks him out, yeah, then yeah, goes yeah. and chokes him. And while he's choking then, the dude, like yeah. looks over his shoulder at the woman and gives her like the winky eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't I yeah. hot? I'm so hot right now. You see, you see this dude like recover from being duffed. Like uh just again and he just like comes to for a second and immediately yeah, Hachi just lacks latches onto him and chokes him out. Like just full on chokes him out. Uh and then the dude in the back's like, cut, cut, come on, man, we're doing a movie here. And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry, I guess. <laughs> and, in this yeah. dark corridor. In the middle of nowhere when we didn't tell anybody or put any signs up. It's uh, so obvious after that, that it's like a gorilla film shoot. Like, they don't have permits for this yeah, shit. Clearly not allowed, yeah. Um, so, uh, Rookie and Fee are going back down to the main lobby. They realize, like, ah, didn't have my wallet up there either. I guess I'll check what the lost and found. Um, a little bit afterwards, uh, Rookie, or, sorry, Tanabe. I, I wrote down Rookie. I, <laughs> Jeez, this is you were for a month, Ty. Do it too far. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, sees the uh, little girl whose name I'm totally forgetting. Sia. Uh, Sia uh, and her parents, like, trying to operate the telescope, but, like, having some issues with it. And it's one of those where you need to use, like, a couple quarters to, you know, turn the telescope yeah, on. Yeah, come of course, on. You never case, been down the shore, lady? A credit card. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and like it's like, oh hey, you have to use some money, you know, no big deal. Like you just have to do that, and you know, this kid's very excited about space and all that. Um, and <laughs> then it's like revealed that it's very much fees money because Tanave says like, oh don't worry about it, it's on me. And then in the most Faye Valentine ass <laughs> voice she has done for this entire series so far, says, don't worry about it, it's on me. <laughs> like in the most perfect <laughs> Faye Valentine mocking tone. It's oh perfecto. And, the delivery is so good. I mean, and is like, oh right. <laughs> How much could looking through a telescope cost? Twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they have like a little discussion with the family, and the parents are very clearly trying very hard to not have a very serious breakdown over uh, 
their child being excited and them thinking to themselves, ah, we're about to kill ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) Remind me to put content warning on this episode because there's a lot of that in this. There's a really rough scene (laughs) later on. Um, so then after that, we cut back to, uh, the gorilla filming crew and they're like, Hachi, you have to be the werewolf man now. <laughs> what? You just have to be the werewolf man. It's funny. Uh, he, like the guy he knocked out has like these fangs and like pointy ears. And I like thought that he was supposed to be like a space vampire or something. But like, I guess the director just changed it on the fly. He's like, oh, we're doing werewolves now. We'll do it CG in post. It's just a tacker. Yeah, he's literally like, well, we'll CG your face in post. Don't worry. And Hachi buys this, which is perfect. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, you know, start getting into it. And he's like, trying to like, you know, direct him to do the role well or whatever. Hachi finally starts like halfway getting into it, uh, and then. <laughs> Rookie immediately, like, kicks the door down as soon as the lady screams again and hits Hachi in the mouth. Yeah! <laughs> like, it is you gotta lock this perfect thing, dude. Perfect and instant. Yeah. They, uh, doesn't learn. Doesn't they learn. They use, like, the same animation, like, I guess, c- camera framing for him punching the werewolf dude in the face that she punches him in the face yes. with. Yes. <laughs> it's perfect. It's pretty great. So, after uh, swinging through the room and hitting Hachi, and then doing the whole, hey, this is a film shoot, again, like the exact same bit. It's great, um, yeah. Hachi gives her shit for ruining a film shot, and like he did the same thing <laughs> half an hour ago. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, Fee grabs the camera and like calls them out on not having a permit, because you know she's been around the bush a few times. She's just like, yeah, you, you guys don't have a permit for this. Then looks at the film and like grabs the camera, starts watching. He's like, whoa, you'd never get a permit for this. Like, <laughs> Zero G space, space porno. Yeah, and I believe he, like, when she grabs it, or when she says that, he's just like, hey, puts bread on the table, which I thought was a really good line. <laughs> um, so, they uh, call security, security comes down and uh, just confiscates all the filming equipment. Uh, we do finally see a shot of a smoking room, because we see Fee and One just chilling out between, like, there's these, like, three little devices that are just... Like pulling in air very like drastically, like so it's just like vacuuming it away. Yeah, I I do love mm-hmm. the idea that like, despite the fact that you're literally in space, there's enough of a demand for smoking that they decide that they engineered this. Yeah, you'll see a work. couple of these throughout the series. I know there's a scene on the moon later on that has them too. Um. So then we cut back to the parents in an elevator. Uh, they have lost their child. Don't you just hate it when you're trying to commit suicide, but your daughter keeps running away? It's terrible. Oh my gosh. And they just like, I think the mom's like, should, should this, is this a sign that we shouldn't have taken her with us? Which I was just like, is screaming at my monitor like, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so Rookie and Hachi run into the parents and both agree to help. Um, help find the find the kid. Hachi tries to roast her for it. Um, she immediately retorts with, "You instantly started trying to fill in as an actor for a film. What are you talking about? Like, basically, this is two people with extreme protagonist energy, just yes. kind of being like, why do you have so much protagonist energy? Hey, you have protagonist energy too. All right, to me, like, it's, <laughs> kind of it's, a good point. it's kind of strange because it feels like they're just bored and looking for something to do. But like, this is a cruise ship going to the moon. Like, I would expect it to be like buffets and like water slides and shit going on, like things to do. Yeah, zero g water slides would be sick. Oh my oh. god, so cool! If you didn't drown, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. 
in the one blessed moment of this cursed episode, a pickpocket, the pickpocket slams into the parents right away, which immediately made me go, oh, thank God. (laughs) Kind of dodges the bullet here, yes. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The parents don't notice anything either, by the way. Yes. He's pretty good at his job, apparently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's apparently a very good pickpocket. I mean, if you are allowed to slam into somebody, you can mask some pretty egregious movement. True. Uh, Yeah. So, um, Rookie and Hachi, uh, find the kid in the rescue ball depot, which is apparently just like, I'm guessing like an eject pod yeah, kind of like, situation. Yeah, say. The Saiyan pod yeah. station. And <laughs> yeah, Rookie just thinks of it cause she's like, oh, what would be the best place to play hide and seek for a little kid? Oh, probably over there. Which 100% correct. You I just see a child it. floating gleefully between balls, just being like, tee hee tee hee. You think this cruise <laughs> ship would have up. like a kid's play area or something? You would think. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> it's also weird that they let them just like hang out in the life pods. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and um, so after they find the kid, they start talking to the kid. And th- as as the child is a child, she's like, "Yeah, this is my spaceship. It's a real spaceship. I love it." And Hachi, being the worst guy, is like, <laughs> uh, "It's just a rescue ball. It's, it's a not pod. a ship. You didn't make it, Luigi." <laughs> flat and like what are you talking about and then the kid uh at one point just retorts with well how do you know do you do you own your own ship to which like mm, what a good child just like fucking breaks out laughing at him (laughs) you kind of deserve this dude this kid is so good she's just adorable and i love her (laughs) so much the voice actor does Um, spread a lot of like w's into all of the voice lines here oh yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Give us your money now or else. <laughs> so the child is, as she's explaining her situation, kind of lets slip that her parents owe a lot of money to some very bad people. Uh, just again, by literally being like, yeah, my parents decided we needed to go to the moon because there was a bunch of mean people saying, Give us your money now or else. <laughs> Thank you, Adam it's like Sandler. comically Hallmark. Mm-hmm. It's yes. so funny. It's, it's so good. good. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, so then the parents show up and, uh, you know, kind of a little bit of a back and forth. And the dad just has a confusingly sharp, you know, moment with this very sweet, perfect little child just kind of being like, we're going back and like being very, very firm, which Hachi and Rookie immediately realize, like, ah, this is, <laughs> that's bad. That was a you bit don't weird. act like a kid to that. Yeah, that yep. was weird, right? So we cut back to the scene that um, as soon as it started, I was like, ah, I want this scene to be over. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of (laughs) rough. It's pretty rough. It's the two parents uh, and their child, and um, they are pleading with their child to please take this medicine with mommy and daddy, which, (laughs) (laughs) again, they they have decided to end their life, and they are trying to convince child to do it, and there's a lot of back and forth just along the lines of like we're taking the medicine before it hurts for once like no i hate medicine i don't want to luckily the uh father goes to check his pocket for the you know for the medicine and realizes ah i uh ah i don't have it (laughs) oh no you think the commissary has cyanide you know i don't know little pills 100 milligrams (laughs) at the bodega And then the pickpocket, who, just in case you were thinking about, like, feeling good about him since he inadvertently, like, saved some people, uh, <laughs> he he checks it, and he just, like, opens up the pill case. He's like, 
Oh, it's medicine. Yeah, it looks like bullshit. And just throws it down the toilet. <laughs> like, doesn't even put it in lost and found or anything. Is just like, nah, fuck him. <laughs> just throws it down the toilet. <laughs> yeah. I, the thing is, he doesn't dump the medicine down the toilet. He throws, like, this metal folding case down yeah. the toilet. Yeah, like, case. Yeah, he just throws the whole case down he there. He fucking yeah. litters. I, I guess space toilets must be very robust. Because otherwise... I suppose you'd have to be. I mean, they're essentially wet dry right? vacuums, mm. so... <laughs> It'll be like that time the Dave Matthews band accidentally dumped their bus full of turds on top of or a, bu- a boat that was going underneath the bridge in Chicago. That was a rough time. It'd be like it's that, true. but like way bigger scale. That'd space. be terrible. Yeah, wow. Dave Matthews band, but it's a space station. Now, now I'm thinking of like the spaceships have to dump their like waste stuff someplace. So like they land on the moon or whatever, and like there's a dude that has to hook it up and actually pull it out like an RV, but on the moon. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, planes <laughs> do that, basically. Yeah. Yeah? That's gotta suck. To some extent. That's that's someone's job. Just like space so, garbage man is someone's job. <laughs> so, um, some of the ship staff and some of the pilots and whatnot are, like, checking through the footage on the camera uh, that they, like, took from the people doing illegal filming. By the way, they one notice- is Chen Shin. Um, yeah, Chen Shin, uh, yes. Hachi's friend, and also Lucy, which is Tanabe's friend, or the... Mm-hmm. I guess co-pilot and flight attendant stewardess uh, on the ship. So yeah, they meet up and see the footage from the cameraman dude that shows this. Uh, I don't know this guy pickpocketing, and they're like, "Oh, we got to track him down." Yeah, because uh, yeah, she immediately realizes she's like, "Oh yeah, there's been like six reports of missing items, and normally <laughs> there's like me their zero. Went. Have we missed yeah. the point where she asks him to come to her room for some tea?" Yes, that was right before they got pulled into the meeting. It's obvious that Lucy has the hots for Chen Chen. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah, tea is cold word here, isn't it? <clears throat> also, I find it funny, like, they confiscated the camera and they looked at the footage on it. So, like, do you think these, like, off-duty pilots were just roasting this dude's B-budget film? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. For sure. Yeah, we found some people filming some illicit porn in our ship. You want to go roast it? Like, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> For sure. Mm, 100%, yes. 100%. It's a four-day trip. you got to do something to keep yourself sane. <laughs> well, one they've done probably hundreds of times as well. You yeah, know? that's true, yeah. So uh, the squad is walking through the main lobby, and Tiny Child like shoots like a rocket across the room at Hachi's throat to hug him, given, but it is a tiny, small rocket aimed at his throat, which yep. is you know something to be concerned about. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so she just, you know, kind of, hello, hello. And, of course, everyone in the audience collectively sighs and goes, Aww. oh, the child's not dead. That's Hooray. Good. <laughs> I love it when a child isn't dead. So uh, security uh, then, like, floats down and starts to try to apprehend the pickpocket. But he just starts kind of bouncing around the place. Like, He's apparently this moves. is It seems like it would be hard to do a string of crimes on a cruise ship because, <laughs> it, to some extent... They always know where you are to some degree. It's, like it's you're worse on the than ship. a cruise ship. You're literally in the vacuum of space. Good luck, my man. I, yeah, like, I, maybe how he was long just did he think he was going to keep this up? Yeah, maybe he was <laughs> expecting, like, the cruise ship not to actually have any cameras on it, which seems strange because you would think, like, a cruise ship would have cameras on it, but... Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Hachi and uh, Sia are, like, looking through the, telepo- the telescope and, like, Hachi is starting to be, you know, like a goofball with this kid and being like, yeah, when I buy my ship, you'll be the first pilot. It's going to be amazing. And like, she loves it. She's a small child. 
oh yeah this child is eating it up and you know he's just like oh do you know what polaris is nope you don't know what polaris is i thought you wanted to be an astronaut no nope. fucking idiot <laughs> i don't God. know what anything is his parenting style is exactly the same as his mentor style and it's great <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um then the film crew walks in uh and just kind of like starts oh by the way the film crew after their uh equipment got you know taken from them the director was like oh it's fine i've planned for this and just pulls like a very small camera out of his underwear he's out of his pants like it's down in his crotch area (laughs) that cannot have been comfortable (laughs) you know it's not like it was a pants leg or something he goes right down the middle so like Ooh, ah, right down the middle. Yeah, it just comes in, grabs the backup camera. It's fine. It's funny because like he got his like 8K red digital cinema stolen by the police or by the crew members, and he like pulls out like an iPhone out of his pocket. Like we're gonna film the rest of it on this. Like it's well, not gonna what are those be anything called like the flip cameras that people always or used to use. Yeah, it looks like, like the one vertical of those camera. It's, it's no big deal. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, it's fine. I'm just gonna film this for Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get the filming done. It's all going to be vertical. It's fine. Well, we need so, eight minutes uh, worth. Behind the film, yeah, <laughs> the film crew, uh, the pickpocket walks in, and then the security and the pilots behind him. Uh, the pickpocket, of course, you know, jets across and sees a tiny, adorable child, and immediately takes her hostage. Yep. Like zero to hostage. Like he sees this child and is like, "Perfect, <laughs> great, <My out. laughs> just what I needed." Uh, and then uh, just, you know, grabs a child and holds a pen out and says, like, I'll stab this kid. I'll do it. Um, the, <laughs> the director then just pulls the most big brain move and yells, yo, take this lady to be your hostage instead. I'll pay you. What? I'll pay you. <laughs> Not the lady being the actress. Yeah. A, he's like, I need a real film of kidnapping. It's fine. And, you know, she immediately is like, I don't want to be a real hostage. I can I work with this. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, no, it's good, it's good, trust me. He's like, hey, I'll pay you, just take her up there, I'll film it, it's gonna be great. And uh, the captor is just, like, super flustered by this, and he's just like, what are you, ta- what are you all talking about? No, I, I'm, I'm kidnapping a kid, shut this up, This whole shut scene up. is kind of incredible, because everyone is just being so fucking, like, ridiculous, but in ways that don't, you know, like, they kind of work. Yeah, it yeah. also should be noted, like, before, like, the guy started talking about taking his actress as captive, like, he was telling, uh, the pickpocket was telling Chen and all the other people on the crew to leave because he didn't want to see them, like, nearby. And so while this distraction mm-hmm. goes on, Chen actually kind of flips this earpiece thing to Hachi and, like, they give each other the side yeah. eyes, which comes up. But, yeah, it's, um, it's funny because these guys actually kind of respond in the way that a person would respond. Like, I have a hostage here, but why do you want to film me with someone else? You fucking idiot. What's going on here? It's yeah. yeah. What are you talking okay. about? I'm doing a thing. Uh, so as uh, Kubo mentioned, Hachi gets an earpiece from the pilots. The pilots dip to go do their plan, which is apparently a G roll, which I immediately was like, hell yes. Everyone's going to fall on their ass. This rules. <laughs> this is the dream is make everyone in an entire cruise ship fall down at the same time. Yeah. This is where uh, we were talking earlier about the razor phone style ship is like the ship is kind of closed clamshell when it's flying like close to something. But like, yeah, I guess in its cruise phase, it opens up to 90 degrees and like this, which big I guess atrium, gives everyone a window seat. Yeah. This big atrium is like the vertical section, I guess of mm-hmm. the ship that they're in. So well, yeah, when the ship starts know, to rotate, be in a... space, you don't have to worry about aerodynamics. So. Exactly. You yeah. can make a fucking Razor Phone spaceship. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Try and stop me. 
<laughs> I mean, getting it up there will be harder, but then, like, once it's up there... Well, that's why you flip it closed. Well, they probably never build yeah, them exactly. up the there now. Show. I feel at this point they probably have space, or, like, yeah. dry docks in orbit to make them... <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Don't, I can make my razor phones anywhere. They don't ever need to be on the Earth, so they can be whatever fucking shape you want. Uh, so back to the pickpocket hooting and hollering. Uh, the parents now pop up and start, you know, hooting and hollering. Oh, give us our daughter, please. Oh, she's so nice. She's the sweetest kid. Please just give us our child. Take one she of us instead. She deserves a future. She did, oh yeah, my yeah. god. She needs to. Yeah, like they say, just like she needs to be able to discover her own future. Oh, oh, Jesus. The, the, the music literally has here. a sting. Like, oh, oh, shit. I was going to yeah, what? They a, they're like, oh, right. We do care enough to save our daughter. We should probably do that. Um, and yeah, the parents have a realization of like, oh, killing our child is probably bad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which, wow. Finally got there, team. Uh so gravity gets turned back on by the G roll. Uh, Hachi does a big old tackle, and Fee catches the child out of midair because uh, uh, Chunchin mentioned when he was going back and like saying we need to do a G roll. He's like, "It's fine. I've got friends from uh, half from, section. You know, the, half section there from, from half section. Yeah, like they're really, really good at moving around. It'll be fine. Like they're gonna help us. We'll be set. And this is kind of what he means. Is just like, no, they're all, they're really good at navigating in zero G. Like they do that shit constantly. <laughs> like they'll they'll absolutely handle it. They can handle uh, a roll. Hmm. So uh, the film guy is now excited that he got some very good material. They're like, oh, are you disappointed? He's like, no, I'm going to sell the documentary rights to this. It's going to kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> sell this shit to CNN. Yeah, I got a Lifetime original right in here. Are you kidding me? Uh, the parents decide to take another chance at life and uh, you know keep, keep on keeping on. And then on the final scene, we have Tanabe realizing... Wait, but my wallet. <laughs> Wait, my wallet <laughs> As the man is being carted away. Yeah, it's a pretty good ending. Uh, but yeah, that's, I, I like that's this episode. Five. It's not really plot relevant, but it's kind of slice of lifey. It shows like you know, moon cruises are a thing. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be cool to go on a moon it has cruise? A very. It has a very Beboppian energy to it. Yeah. Like when Bebop would do the episodes with like three sets of characters doing their own thing and they would run into each other all the time. Like mm-hmm. it's that energy yep. for the whole episode, which is really good and really strong. And I think it's great. Well, now episode six. <laughs> Are you ready for secondhand embarrassment? No. Ba, 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 uh, casual racism. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Briefly mention something I actually uh, like. That's got nothing to do with the episode, but I was, I was watching the opening, and <laughs> <laughs> we actually haven't talked about the opening no, of the series. Which we is haven't, pretty cool. and it's actually really good. But there's this one moment in it where um, it's just the one where they're in black and white chasing like some animals that are running, and the way they all run is very like into their character. Um, yeah. You know, like, Tanami's, like, all looking around and Hatch is, like, running full pelt. Uh, the weird manager guy's flapping his arms. Uh, the boss is like, oh, I'm old, I'm too old for the shit. He's got, <laughs> like, like, a bad back, yeah. And Edelgard is just, like, prim and proper walking. I ain't running anywhere. I'm the intern who's <laughs> only here for six months. You don't pay me enough for this. <laughs> By the way, if you want to watch the intro, go to uh, YouTube and just type in uh, Star Trek Enterprise opening and you'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. it's and, and that it's very, pretty much exactly. 
It's a very good opening, and it's like this walking bit is only like five seconds long, but it says so much about the characters, and I really like it. Now on to the episode that sucks. All right. <clears throat> what What is the title of this episode? It's very important, actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> the title is The Lunar Flying Squirrels. Um, it's the name of my new band. <laughs> Alright, so uh, before the opening, uh, they cut, they're in a spaceport, and uh, 0.5G, it's like somewhere between 0 and 1G. It's 1 sixth gravity, so I mean, yeah. 0.15 around. So, like, Tanabe's floating, and the other people are walking, and, and there's some banter between Tanabe and Hachi, and then Tanabe falls completely uh, arse or tea kettle into some bushes. I, I do love this, because it's like, oh man, this is great, this is completely new type of movement to me, and oops. I did a front flip. <laughs> yeah, they're on the moon, by the way. They landed on the moon. So. I wasn't quite sure where they were, but yeah, yeah. they're in this spaceport. And uh, then Fee's like, okay, I'm going to third division. Tammy and Hatch are like, okay, we're going to go to the residential place. And they start bickering some more. As they do. Uh, after the uh, opening, you are now in the residential district tower. And Hatch explains that there's this like hierarchy when it comes to the tower. So the rich people are on the top. And the poorest people are at the bottom, and as you know, as you go down, you get you know per and per. Yeah, and I believe the city is basically like <clears throat> underground on yes. the moon, mm-hmm. so everyone basically the the poor people live in a moon cave. Yeah, yeah the <laughs> like there's surface buildings on the surface, but like it's dug deep into the ground, and the poor people at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Also, the businessmen are wearing roller skates, and it's sweet. I feel that's a pretty easy way to get around the moon because, like, if you exactly. watch like the Apollo stuff, like Neil Armstrong said, it was kind of annoying to hop around, but roller skates yeah. would probably work pretty well. Exactly. That's kind of interesting. So, like, actually, like, okay, I'm gonna take you over to your home because you don't know where it is, but then I have to go deliver this little tiny gift box thing to a hotel and for our boss. I, f- I don't want to do that shit. Uh, we cut briefly to the hotel where we establish some rich assholes there, and one has this really. Really great picture of Hashi where, like, I think the manager must have taken it because the manager's the one who directed it would go to this hotel. And I think the manager took this picture when he wasn't, like, paying attention because it's, like, mid sneeze or something. Really captures Hashi well. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I don't think we have to worry about this guy, like, dressing up. Yeah, it's, it's a man and a much younger woman, and she's like, oh, I gotta take a bath and get ready. And he's like, nah. you know, maybe you don't have to worry so much about that. Um, cut to third decision division where Fee meets uh, Cyborg 007. It's the ex- oh my god, you two? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's the voice what actor is, doing what? his one voice. This- yeah, because here's the question I have. How long is a voice actor? Or do you have to wait before you rotate in the same voice again? If you are someone who does a lot of different you can't voices. do it in the same series. Like, it's got to be a different series. But, like, I guess... I don't know. A lot of voice actors are kind of defined by the most iconic roles. Mm-hmm. In this, yeah. Double mm-hmm. Seven, like his most iconic role. Like I don't know what else that voice actor did. I'm not sure actually. But it is exact Cyborg zero zero seven voice. <laughs> it's just zero zero seven. Much in the same way that when Fee gets mad, she just turns into Faye Valentine. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. It should also be noted that this guy, I don't know his name of, but he shows up in later episodes, and he is kind yeah. of a. Um, classmate, I guess you could say, of both Fee and Dolph, who were like in the same class as much like um, Hihachi or Hachi and like Claire were. So. Yeah. <laughs> when are they putting Hihachi in this anime? <laughs> That's what I want to know. He's still got that type of combo, but on the moon. 
the inputs are way easier. Yeah, so they're having a little chat about, you know, their friends having a chat about, like, I guess it's Dolph, the CEO guy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she's just having to ask her out to dinner, and she's like, but uh, all right. Um, and then Tanami and Harachi are uh, walking through some very bad slums. Some like, slummy slums, for there's sure. There's like a couple fighting and smashing things. Homeless guy Particularly the, the couple ground. fighting and the guys asking, like, why would you bring that man over? It's like, I wouldn't have to if you were home at all, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is a a very unsafe neighborhood we're walking through, and Hatchie tries to dump Tanami right outside her shitty apartment, but she's like really scared of the shitty neighborhood. It's like, no, you've got to walk me to my room. He he does it again when they walk into the apartment too. Like, all right, now I'm leaving. She's like, no, No, you fucking aren't. No, you're not. Uh, And they they spot some. Here's where the the episode goes uh, tits up. <laughs> this is where politely the episode goes to shit. <laughs> uh, they spot some of those like uh, spikes, like the caltrops, yeah, caltrops, caltrops yeah. on on the ground, and then they look up and there's this fucking ninja hanging out, and, and it's, it's clearly not a Japanese person. No, it's the no. most chillant ass fucking Southern California beach surfer ninja that you've ever he seen. He talks about being a Koga ninja, and he starts flailing around, and they're like kind of ignoring him as he's like flailing but then he like does some like flips brings out these incredibly oversized ninja stars and throws it at them and then starts a chase scene that's i don't know seven minutes this long. goes on for say, a while yeah we could- I did appreciate that he was like that, that they just kind of had the realization of like Oh, it would look really cool if we did Naruto stuff, but on the moon, because we could actually <laughs> use the huge oversized weapons, because they only weigh like 16% of what they normally would. Yeehaw, let's go. Yeah, yeah this, was... there's like a chase scene here, and it's just kind of an excuse for the animation team to draw a whole bunch of these weeboo-ass guys dressed up as ninjas flipping around in 1-6 gravity. God, yeah, there's one that's got like the flying fans, of course it was your G, and then there's just a guy who has like a frog on his chest, and it's... <laughs> And it's just weird. <laughs> and they're all like chasing him and calling out their special moves at him. I guess because he's Japanese and they want to show off his moves. Yeah, these are these like they're acting like a bunch of thirteen year olds when these are like thirty five year old men. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's like six men in total, I think. And and Tanabe actually called the boss like, "What the what the fuck? Why did you buy us an apartment here?" And he's like, "Well, I heard it was a good place to live if you were Japanese." Whoa. <laughs> this motherfucker looked it up at Airbnb and saw that like Naruto welcome like on the bookshelf or whatever. And he's like, "Oh, they're <laughs> Japanese. I love it." Yes, and of course Tanabe and Hachi are both Japanese, so they're. Freaked the fuck out by all of this. It's, yeah, they're like, what the hell, dude? It's like stereotypical casual racism going on here. Because like it, none of these ninjas are actually Japanese. Yes, yeah. and it's it's interesting to sort of see like a Japanese show doing like, this is what you people looked like to us. Like <laughs> as a thing. Oh boy, secondhand embarrassment for days. Oh, oh, yeah. That just makes me think of Gundam the Origin where they have Texas colony, because what the Japanese think Texas looks like. <laughs> 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 anyway, sorry, keep going. No, no worries. We cut briefly over to the hotel where the, the rich uh, the rich spoiled lady and the two uh, older ones are waiting and like, oh he's taking a while and I'm like, well he's he's up in space, I'm sure he's busy, but no, he's just being chased by some weird weirdo ninjas. <laughs> And then, like, 
I I started losing the will to live right here because like Hachi like jumps up, yells something. Starts yelling his own like he just starts getting into it all of a sudden and starts yeah. yelling his secret he, techniques. Like, spins, but then he hits his foot off of something. Yeah, he and... tries to do this like spin kick thing and kick a whole bunch of cans back at them or something, but like he kicks the wall and like breaks his toe or something. It, Congratulations. Yeah. And then eventually he like murders them all in cold blood. <laughs> like going up and smacking them all. And uh, they're down on the ground and it's like, ah, oh, we're done. But then they start talking again. And it's like, nope, still, this is still going. They're, they're st- it's still going. We, we cut to Chen Chen who is walking out of a restaurant. Like, I think it's the lady. I from, think it's Lucy again. It's Lucy, yeah, yeah, it's Lucy. So they're dating now, I guess. And he's talking about how Hachi, oh, you know, back in the day he wasn't very serious, but now he's no working with those guys and, and Tanami. He seems to have calmed down a lot. I think she's been a good influence he's on him. He's been a good influence. And then he comes running past with six ninjas and Tanami <laughs> running after him. It's, it should be noted he's running away. The ninjas are like ninja yes. running after him and Tanabe is lugging yeah. a suitcase behind. So. And yep. And Chinchin's <laughs> like, well, better take that back. All right. And they run into a construction site, and Hachi, like, again, he has another dumb move name, jumps up a wrecking ball, and they're like, oh no, and Tanami's like, watch out, but she accidentally throws the controls, slams Hachi in this wrecking ball into the ground, and Hachi's dead. And Breaks all of his bones. He's just dead. Yeah, he Hachi be. died here. <laughs> like, he destroyed a pile of metal girders, which means it was at least enough force to destroy metal girders, which... As a materials engineer, at one point, yeah. um, metal girders can take a lot more physical trauma than a human body, generally <laughs> speaking. So if it, for example, would explode metal girders, it would explode your bones. <laughs> That's but we've definitely run into to you. Like, some Looney Tunes yes. like, slapstick right now, for <laughs> sure. But it's alright, he's, he's fine. And then the ninjas are like, oh, fuck, we didn't actually mean to kill the guy. And we were just LARPing, bro. Oh, shit. <laughs> so they get the girders <laughs> off him. And, and then, yeah, here's the racism again from the ninjas being like, oh, we heard, like, Japanese people were moving in. So we, 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 you know, we got to be all Japanese. And then they start introducing themselves. And I do not care. I didn't write down any of their names. <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. Only yeah, one of them yeah, shows up later. It's the blonde dude. Yeah, only one of them is, like, yeah. mildly important. It's, yeah. Yeah, As an aside, like, I'm just thinking of, like, Quidditch on the moon, but, like... <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that would Yes. Be, that if this would show would come out a bit later, there'd be Harry Potter, Potter LARPers on the moon, oh for sure. Oh, my God. Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry <laughs> LARPers. Harry LARPers. I mean, they are that already, so... That's <laughs> true. Uh, see, the construction workers turn up and, like, get the fuck out, guys. Get... Get out of her work site. You don't work here anymore. Take the take. Um, Hachi goes off to his hotel, and then neighbors take uh, Tanabe home. I, I think it's the landlady starts like yelling at them for being bums and stop this ninja shit. And then a strange, just a dude who he just walks by and goes, "Yeah, fucking ass." No, it was a cop that walks by. He's like, "Guys, get a cop? job," and they walk away. <laughs> oh, it was the dry cleaning lady. She's like, "Hey, oh, you have to pay me, me yeah. for yeah, yeah, pay me for this shit." Your dry cleaning bill. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, but I have an interview tomorrow. And she's like, you're not going to get the fucking job either way, you idiot ninja. And, and like the cops are like, yeah, get go home. Go home, idiots. <sighs> and then, uh, so we suddenly see Hachi making it to the hotel. He hands over the gift and the, 
the older lady goes, ah, oh, this is a gift from him. And he's like, no, no, it's from him. And I'm like, no, it's no, from it's, my boss. It's, it's, it's from him to the young lady and it's, it's a ring. And she's like, oh, it's, it's beautiful, loves it. And it's clearly a marriage making dinner. And Hachi does not know this. Yeah, this brings up the ethical question. Philip, his boss, told him to do this. So like, yes. is Philip somehow getting like some sort of kickback or whatever for setting up one of his employee underlings to date someone? Yeah. This seems like a clear PR violation. (laughs) The manager is definitely, like, a complete asshole in this episode. Yes. He, everything is Phil's fault here. Yeah, he just... Also, it should be noted to get on a call with Philip earlier in the series, and they're talking to him, and one little touch I like is that after, like, Hachi yells at the phone, he has to wait, like, two seconds for it to travel from the moon back to Earth and back. it is a really nice touch, yeah, that, you know, light actually hit, has a travel speed, so there is a delay on your call. Yeah, like, I've, I've done yep. this. I've called my father when he was half the world away, and there's, like, a second and a half, like, delay between talking, yep. so it's really awkward to do it with people. If you've ever been on a laggy Skype call, it's basically <laughs> it's the same. exactly like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the older couple are like, oh, we'll leave you two lovebirds alone, and they, they run away before Hatchie can, like... Be like, hey, hey now, no. By the way, it should and also be noted that the uh, lady that he's having this, like, marriage counselor thing with, the late, um, the one Hachi's dealing with, has dressed up in a kimono, even though she's clearly, like, Caucasian. Yes. Yes, yes. They clearly told her it's a Japanese guy again, once again. I And she's like, I love Japan yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the hell is this shit? Anna, she I lives love going, California rolls. It's my yeah. favorite Japanese food. Who <laughs> <laughs> doesn't love the sushi? And, and as she walks to the bathroom and put on makeup, there's this brief shot of, I think it's a security guard, like, with a cigarette. Lighten the fuck up and really There's badly. a fire detector out on the ceiling that says, like, it needs maintenance. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're back with Tanabe and the ninjas. Apparently they all live in room three. And this is the worst part of this episode. That's why I, t- I, br- I touched on it very briefly, because they talk about being conned. Yeah, uh, it, it's for, like, sad, too, because, like, this plot point could be a really good plot point for an episode. They talk about how they all came up here on, like, travel visas, on vacation visas, and, like, they got jobs because they wanted to work on the moon, but then, like, after their jobs got pulled from them... Like they couldn't stay and they couldn't get real work, and like this is because a, the crooked businessman who had gotten them the deal in the first place was like, "Yeah, I'll handle your visas, no problem, guys." Yeah, and like they could have had a whole thing about migrant handle workers. Their visas. It would have been like a yeah, good thing to talk workers, about, yeah. but like they had to go the whole fucking weeboo ninjas, and yeah, it doesn't really come up anymore. <laughs> yeah, that is, I think, like like coming in on tourist visas and then staying that that happens all the time. It was one of the options our lawyer told us we could do for the marriage stuff, and we were like. No. No, thank you, but <laughs> sure. Did the lawyer also tell you you need to dress up like a ninja, though? <laughs> no, thankfully not. No. But yeah, and then uh, they, they talk about their sad sack stories, but the only one that matters, um, we find out in like two minutes, is the one who was uh, dumped by his wife when he couldn't get a job. The lead ninja, the first lead one we ninja, met. Yeah, yeah, very sad, uh, divorced. By the way, like uh, casually as I go around, like, well, we used to have a female ninja here, and like he talks about his wife and everything, like, but she left him. Is like, can you be our female ninja? And it's really creepy and weird oh, that these... Yeah, that does happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it, yeah. Also, the reason uh, that... They're ninjas is because they basically have just been binging ninja movies on Netflix since they're all unemployed. <laughs> they watched a whole bunch of Godfrey Ho movies and thought that, they like, They do just, up. like, drop that out of nowhere. And it's like, yeah, this is just a phase. Yeah, we listen to Kung Fu fighting all the time. Life left me jutsu. <laughs> 
So they hear uh, sirens outside. It turns out to be the equivalent space equivalent of a fire truck. Space fire trucks. Space fire trucks. It's a space fire monorail, thank you. Yes, True. exactly, yes. Um, and uh, the hotel Hatchy is in, is on fire because of that security guard. Oh no. And big coincidence, turns out the ninja dude is the ex-husband of the lady meeting Hachi from the marriage meeting. What the? Yeah. Because we find out because the, the uh, dad who was there at the marriage meeting comes out and like, starts yelling at the ninja for being a complete sad sack and jobless and worthless. And starts Pulls out him with his a nerf sword. sword and starts hitting him with it. <laughs> and so Tanami starts getting mad and she's like, he has love and love is enough. And I'm like, Tanami does not live in reality. It's really good too because when we do see their relationship, it's maybe not love. Yeah, no. <laughs> maybe not. Also, I do love that as soon as Tanabe starts getting in the way too, like the old guy's like, Who the fuck are you? Like, what are you <laughs> yeah. Who are you, lady? Who's this lady? What is she doing? What is this she doing? Who the fuck are Why you? Why are you around my ex's fucking husband and, and these like, idiots? <laughs> Daughter's still in the hotel and it's on fire. So the ninja's like, ah, oh. and then just like, okay, we're going in. And they do the walk and then uh, they're going to, oh, it's just, it's They just climb sad. up the like fire truck monorails ladder and like flip themselves into the burning building. And like after like 10 seconds of them flipping into the building, the fire guy just kind of looks over so and is like, hey. It is a great <laughs> shot. Yeah. Like he's clearly busy putting out a gigantic fire and doesn't even notice. And it's like, oh. It's like, guys, don't. Get in the way of the firefighter's job. They don't want six more corpses. Please stop this. But they sweet flip into the building. Uh, it's a brief shot of the ex-wife. I think like her kimono got stuck in something. Yeah, she um, went to the bathroom, I think, and it got stuck in the yeah, door. Like, apparently, apparently the bathroom the, doors are electrical the power locked. Went out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they're yeah, they're they're like dead switch closed, which is not what you do with doors, no. generally speaking. In yeah. general, on fire codes, you're not allowed to do that. What no, is the code this is the moon. Like, convince them to put electronic locks on bathroom doors. <laughs> That's a electronic shit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's called luxury, Kubo. Yeah. <laughs> and then, wait, yeah, this future space building doesn't have much in the way of like fire safety. No. But uh, we get some more shots of the ninjas like crawling up a vent and doing more flips to get inside. But uh, we get this. There's this really great, like, five-second shot of just Fee chomping on a sausage, giving, like, zero fucks about anything. And She's in a bar that has CNN yeah. on it and yeah. sort of just, like, looks over it uh, at the TV to be like, oh, that building's on fire. Yeah. And then this never comes up again. Yeah, just eat. She's just eating. She's having dinner. It's great. The dinner we heard about right at the start of the episode. That's That's the dinner. It was like the one moment of like fresh air and wacky ninja comedy in this burning building. Oh, and then oh, in in oh god, in this scene, the ninjas going in and like oh, there's something coming, and Hachi and her like walk out, and they've got these like they've got giant pots on with like oxygen like tanks, and they walk out of the flames because Hatchy fucking MacGyvered oxygen suits for the two of them from stuff he found in the kitchen. Yeah, I forgot what the actual, like, they actually straight up say what the reaction was, but yeah, apparently it just makes oxygen, so they were pumping it into these huge pots they were wearing on this head in order to it get some like smoke. It was like some calcium citrate they had in, like, some fertilizer compound or something, yeah, and they're just like, yeah, it just makes a bunch of oxygen, so 
all can be found in your fish relaxed. tank and kitchen. <laughs> Don't do this at home, kids. Oxygen. Yeah, yeah, ninety nine point seven percent oxygen, and then the rest is like manure fumes. So like, I smell like doo doo, but I am mad relaxed. <laughs> so yeah, well, yeah, MacGyver and other mouse are like, oh no, it, the way back is like torn down, so we can't get out that way. Yeah, it turns out the way they're going is extremely on fire. So and we cut outside. We look up. They're lined up on the roof. They start. Singing. All is possible for a ninja. They start doing a bunch of ninja poses too. Very important. They like yep. practice their like ninja chanting ahead of time because they say all these fucking ninja moves like in unison as they're about to do them. I mean, they had the five minutes on the way up the building, right? And when they were improvising what's about to happen too. And then they do a synchronized jump off the building. They, they gathered sheets from somewhere making a giant parachute. They, they take, they go, uh, giant flying squirrel! And, and they do a synchronous jump where they all link arms to make, like, the end of the parachute. And everyone's cheering, like, ninja, 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 <laughs> go, ninja, ninja, go, ninja, go, ninja, go, ninja, go! go. <laughs> it's stupid as hell. I hate this episode. It's so I do like... I do like what happens to them yes. for this stuff. There is because... only one funny moment in this episode. It's what happens yeah, when you come cause... to the hospital and they all have broken legs. They all have broken legs. <laughs> yeah, because like, like the ankles, thing yeah. about gravity is gravity is an acceleration. It's not like a force by itself. And like terminal velocity isn't really determined by gravity as much as it is by the resistance of other things. The resistance so like, of the fluid you're going through. Yeah. If you get yeah, going, so terminal if velocity you got enough is... time, you're going to get yeah, going. It, like, if you fall 20 floors at fifth normal speed, like, acceleration, you will still have fallen, like, four floors, which is still a lot. <laughs> so they jumped out of, like, a 30-story building and parachuted down with blankets. <laughs> so they Wait. broke their legs, and they're lucky. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the only funny moment is seeing them all in the hospital with broken legs. It's like, yep, that's, that's pretty great. And then the comedy starts up again, because she's like, no, I don't want to... Marry this lady? What the hell did you set me up for, manager? Fuck you, chief. Man, at the time, he's like, get me a different house, you goddamn asshole. We have, like, a marital spat between uh, the ex-husband and the ex-wife. Yeah, they're on beds next to each other. divorced. Yeah, they're on beds next to each other, and the guy's, like, trying to make up with his, you know, ex-wife, and she has she's having none of it. And, like, the and the marriage- couple's like... Well, maybe the 50th marriage uh, meeting will be the charm, because that was apparently number 49. <laughs> oh, God. Ended with a burning building. <laughs> Impressive. And yeah, some more ninja wackiness. And then the end, and oh God, I, I really was losing the will to live at the end of writing these notes. This it's episode okay. sure happened. Yeah, that, that's so by far the worst one. So you're telling me this lady had 50 first dates? That's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. Well, at least well, anyway, be next time. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time, episodes seven, eight, and nine. Yeah, so there's Flat no more bad ass. episodes. They're uh, they're okay from now on. So. All right, good, Hell good, yeah. good. No more yeah. space ninjas. I had forgotten. The best part is, like, I had waited so long that I had forgotten you had mentioned there was a bad episode. Uh, and then, as soon as the ninja, the blonde ninja descended from the ceiling, I went, "Oh right, <laughs> there's a bad episode." I hear something about this. this. I knew, yeah. knew it was my one. Yeah, the next couple are uh, 
setting up some stuff. And one of the best episodes, in my opinion, is episode 10, which will be for two episodes, for two series from now. But, yeah. Yeah. But. Well, till next time, everyone. Space anime. Space ninja anime.